Alleluia. Christ is risen. So your response is, he is risen indeed. Alleluia. Alleluia. Christ is risen. Maybe the English is too confusing. Do you want to do the Greek? So in the Greek, it's much simpler. And, is, and uh, so we go, um, Christos Anasti, which means Christ is risen. And then you say, Alathes Anasti. Okay, we'll practice that. Christos Anasti. Alathes Anasti. Alathes meaning true. And Anasti meaning risen. And uh, do you know, I learned to fly, and I, ha I was sitting in my meteorological exam for flying, uh, which is about the weather, but they like to use the long word. And I was sitting there, and I had, to, um, I had to answer this question, and it was about anabatic and katabatic winds. And I don't know if you happen, just raise a hand if you know what an anabatic or a katabatic wind is. Nobody here knows what they're, oh, terrible. Um, uneducated lot, aren't we? Um, I didn't know either, but because I'd learned Greek in seminary, I knew that an anastasis means resurrection, and katalaben means descended into hell. Uh, and so I thought, okay, well, anabatic must be the one that goes up over the mountains, and katabatic is the one that came down. And guess what? Greek helped me out, and I got the question right. There we go. Christos anasti. Alathis Anasti, in the early language that they would have spoken, Christ is risen. And the Alathis Anasti means he is truly risen. The English translation, he is risen indeed, I think is the kind of thing they might say on Bridgerton or Downton Abbey or Pride and Prejudice, or Her Majesty the Queen might say, oh, he is risen indeed. Sounds very, doesn't it? But he is truly risen. That's what it means, because there is truth in the resurrection. So now, I don't know why you're here today. Maybe you're here because somebody invited you. Maybe you're here because you really wanted to be here. Uh, my hope is that in the less than an hour that we spend together, uh, we can enjoy each other's company and we can be excited about the resurrection. Because the resurrection is the day that changed the world. Now, it was pointed out to me this morning, and it is true, that the really good Friday is the day that changed the world, and that the, the that Easter Sunday is the day that they realized. Um, and of course, they didn't realize immediately on Easter Sunday. The reading Jackie read for us, uh, you will remember from Luke chapter 24, um, had, had those women going on the first day of the, two, of, of the week, which for them was Sunday. Uh, what's the first day of the week for us? Any children shout out the answer? No, no. What's the first day of the week for us? Anyone? Monday. Okay, three people know that Monday's the first day of the week. Good for you. Uh, and so the first day of the week then was Sunday, and um, that, was, um, that was the day after the Sabbath, which had been Saturday. So they went to the tomb to, to go and see, and they found that the stone was rolled away. Now, we're not talking about a small stone, if you like throwing stones in the lake and seeing if they skim. We're not talking about a small stone. We are talking not about one of those stones that the builders use in Maple Ridge, because it's cheaper, isn't it, than building a retaining wall if you use some big stones uh, and put them in the development. And they say it looks nice, but not quite as effective as a retaining wall. Anyhow, uh, and so what they, they, this was a massive stone. A stone so big that it covered the whole entrance to the tomb that had been carved in the rock. It was a stone that wouldn't be easily moved, and it was guarded by some Roman centurions. And if you know anything about Roman centurions or you've seen any movies, Roman centurions are fierce, and they are not going to let anyone 
roll the stone away. It would have taken a lot of people. But we know not from this reading, but from other Gospels, we know that the angel uh, rolled the stone away. And we find here, as the women arrive, there is no stone. They can walk into the tomb, and all they can see is what? Nothing except some pieces of white cloth that were lying in the place where Jesus' body should have been. The body was gone. If you went and you were them to pay your respects to Jesus and you saw that there was nothing there except some cloths, how would you feel? And so they came out wondering, it says, and two men who we know to be angels were standing there gleaming like lightning. And they said, in their fright, the women bowed down, it says, with their faces to the ground. And the men said to them, why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here. He has risen. And then what they do is they go on to remind you, if you look in the Bible in Luke 24, um, and this is verse 6 and 7, they, they remind the women that Jesus had told them that this was going to happen. Any children here, do you, ever, do you ever have your parents tell you something? Do they ever tell you something? This is not a trick question. Do they ever tell you something? I'm looking for some yeses or some hands up. Okay. Any, anyone who's, who's an adult, maybe your mum or dad still like to tell you something? Yeah? Don't forget to go to the washroom before you go in the car. It's a long journey. That kind of thing. Uh, and then, I shouldn't talk about the washroom on Easter Sunday, should I? I should use a different illustration. But now I've started down this road, I'm going to have to continue, aren't I? So, so you're going out for a hike, aren't you? And, uh, and either you're the parent telling your children to make sure you use the washroom because it's nicer at home than the outhouse when you get up to Alouette Lake or to Cliff Falls Park or wherever you're walking. And, uh, and do the children listen? No. Do the pet and, and children, do you listen to your parents? No, because you don't need to go right now, do you? And so off you go, and then halfway through the hike, Mummy, you know what's coming. I need the washroom. Well, there's an outhouse over there. I don't want to go to the outhouse. Well, then you should have listened when I said before we left. Or it could be being hungry. That's another one. That's a better illustration for Easter today, isn't it? You know? Maybe someone said, you need to eat now because you won't get a chance for several hours because you're going to soccer or you're going to hockey or whatever you're going to do. Eat some food now while you get the chance. Make sure you've got your water bottle. And as parents... We have that moment, don't we, where we say, and as children, you've heard this, and you probably roll your eyes when you hear it. What do we say? I told you. I told you. And that's what's going on here. The angels are saying, I told you. Jesus said, I, Jesus told you already. He told you this was going to happen, and you didn't listen. You didn't believe him, and now he has risen. It shouldn't be a surprise. He said this was what was going to happen. He was going to rise 
Or specifically, if you want the verse, as some of you do, verse 7, the Son of Man must, that's Jesus, must be delivered over to the hands of sinners, be crucified, and on the third day rise again. It says, verse 8, then they remembered his words. Oh yeah, he did tell us this was going to happen, and now it's happened. I told you. And so they came back from the tomb, understanding from the angels. Has anyone seen an angel? I don't know, but I imagine they'd be quite, you would know if you saw one, right? Um, You would know if you saw one. And they came back and they were pretty excited and they went to the 11, it says. There were 12 disciples, but one of them wasn't there anymore, whose name was Judas, and we know all about him. So they went to the 11, it says, and they said, what's happened? That Jesus has risen. But the 11 men were sitting around, drinking their Tim Hortons and eating Timbits, and they said, we don't believe you. We don't believe you. This is, you're talking nonsense. How could somebody rise from the dead? But there was one man whose name was Peter, who obviously believed them enough, and so he started running. He started running, uh, should I do that again? There we go, just in case you don't know what running is. Um, He started running as fast as he could to go and see for himself. And he got to the tomb, verse 12. Bending over, he saw the strips of linen, it says, lying by themselves, and he went away, wondering what had happened. Now that's where the story finishes in today's reading, and obviously you saw the video and you know the story. We know what happened, don't we? We know that not only was the tomb empty, we know that people saw Jesus. In the other Gospels, uh, we hear about they saw Jesus alive. We know that Jesus did some things, and we'll hear about those in the next few weeks at church, so come back if you want to hear more about those. One of my favorites is Jesus went to the side of the lake, and he had a barbecue, and he had some fish on the barbecue, and he ate fish with them. And that was a way of helping to prove that he was real, he wasn't a ghost. Because I don't know how much you know about ghosts, but here's one thing I know. Ghosts cannot eat fish. Well, actually, ghosts can't eat anything. You've seen the cartoons. It would just fall straight through, wouldn't it? So we see those kinds of stories of Jesus not being in the tomb. The tomb was empty. The grave was empty. We see Jesus walking around, and we will see evidence as the weeks come on that Jesus was really raised from the dead. But you know, I think the biggest evidence there is that the resurrection really happened is that we are here today. The church moved the day of worship and, uh, to Sunday, and so every Sunday we celebrate the resurrection We celebrate that there's no Jesus on the cross, that there is no Jesus in the tomb, that Christ is risen. He did what he said he would do. On Good Friday, he defeated death once and for all, so that all of us who choose to follow Jesus can follow him through death to a life that continues with God forever, eternally. That's the offer that Jesus has for us if we choose to follow him. And so the church exists because of that first Easter day when Jesus was raised from the dead. And since then, we have been witnessing to the good news. And so that's why, as it says on the screen, this was the day that the world changed. 
the world changed on Good Friday. But it's because of Easter Sunday that it was proved to be true. Now, I don't know whether you're here because someone got you to come here today, whether you're here because you've missed church for the last couple of years and you're excited to come back. Maybe you're here because you were just the Uber driver and decided that rather than wait in the parking lot, you'd come and wait inside the church. I don't know why you're here, but I'm glad that you are. Because as we come together, as the church in this place in Maple Ridge, we can celebrate that Jesus Christ is not dead. Death is defeated because Jesus defeated death. And he rose again on the third day, just like he said he was going to do. History was changed. If you have an iPhone in your pocket or a Galaxy Tab or any other kind of electronic device, it probably has a date on it, and it says the year is 2022. 2022 what? Since Jesus was born. We don't call it Addo Domini anymore. We call it Common Era, but it's still our calendar changed because of Jesus. The world changed. And so what can we do? We can choose to respond to the good news of Jesus. He says, would you like to come and follow me? The invitation is there for us, and all we have to do is say we want to. To say, yes, I'm sorry, Lord, for those things I've done wrong. Thank you that you died for me on the cross, and today I choose to follow you. So I'm going to have a moment of quiet, and I'm going to say a prayer along those lines. And if you would like to pray that prayer with me for the first time, or because you've done it many times before, I invite you to do that as we commit or recommit ourselves to faith today in Jesus. And then we're going to have a time. Dylan's going to come, I think, and lead us in some more prayer. So I invite you to close your eyes with me as we pray. Lord Jesus Christ, we thank you that you died on the cross for each and every one of us to save us from our sins, to bring us back to God. We're sorry for those things that we've done wrong in our lives, and we ask you to forgive us. Please, would you come into our lives afresh this Easter day, this Resurrection Sunday. Would you fill us with your life-giving spirit and lead us into new life. And not just any new life, but life in all its fullness, walking with you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.